0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mental Dimes NCAA Basketball Podcast presented to you by Mental Dimes. We want to become your number one place for all of your sporting news, so please make sure you go check us out. We're at mentaldimes.com. Whether you want uh, all of the trade rumors that are about to be about Kevin Durant for the next four months, or you want to go discuss Baker Mayfield getting sent for a conditional pick in like 2024, to carolina whatever it is our great team of writers has got you totally covered across all the entire sporting world and if you want breaking news trade rumors uh quick information you can follow us on all of our social media we are at mental dimes name stays the same across all the platforms again we want to become your number one place for all sporting news no matter the sport we have got you covered and what's up everyone we are episode eight Shay is not here with me right now because this is a wild week bartenders my friend so shay and i both have been bartender servers and trying to coordinate uh interviews with players while they're back home on some holiday trying to manage our own schedules got a little dicey so what we did is we went through and we kind of piecemealed this episode together so you will get to see shay but you know i know that you come to the show to see me actually but don't tell him that so i will bring him up here shortly but we have a couple of announcements a couple of what have you's before We get this going on this week's episode uh we kept it short for you again trying to line up player interviews got a little dicey so we decided to push our interviews to next week so you'll probably get a double next week um but we did bring on one of our favorite guys jamie malloy he was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago he's our multi-sport analyst he was our kind of recruiting expert um i want to say two episodes ago he came and brought broke down a couple major impact recruits for us Um, But he's coming on to talk about conference realignment, which we know is a football driven thing, but it obviously has a big impact on basketball. And so we asked him, like, what do you know about it? What do you think is going on? And then after that, uh, Shay and I have got our Elite Eight basketball drills, and then we are just going to call it a week for you. But speaking of the Elite Eight, (sighs) guys, this last week when I lost, my punishment was to go sing the national anthem in public and it turned out infinitely better than i thought it was going to be so i decided that i would take the microphone at adello's which by the way big shout out to adello's for sponsoring all of our stuff um and i said you know what uh give me the mic this is going to be embarrassing it's going to be terrible and i'm just going to set the scene for you because i'm going to play a short clip here in a moment um, I go into work and it is a Tuesday for trivia and it is a very packed most of the time. On top of that, the bar next door to us is closed down because something happens with whatever, which means we get all of their customers. There was not an open seat in the house. So I, in all of my nervousness, hopped up and sang the national anthem and the entire bar sang with me. Here is a quick clip. And we are just going to keep it at that. And if you want to check out the full clip, you can go find us uh, at Mental Dimes on social media. Zach was quick to post this one. So that was not a problem getting that up there. Um, And it's also up on Shane, my Twitter, at Mental Dimes NCAA. But it ended up being i walked up extremely nervous made it through the first couple of words and immediately the entire bar i had people like standing in salute it got very intense it was very aggressive but huge huge thank you too and let's just go ahead and do it our great sponsors at adello's pizza absolute best pizza in all the pacific northwest hottest pizza freshest ingredients coldest beer They are here to hook you up with whatever kind of dining experience you want. You want to come in and you want to check out a game. uh, They got a full bar ready for you and lots of TVs. If you want to come in, have a nice sit down meal with your family, they can accommodate that as well. We just put together a 18 top on the patio over here to a 20 top in the middle of the restaurant over here. And we ended up with uh, you know, an absolute packed house on Tuesday for us. So they're there to absolutely accommodate whatever it is you need. They got Trivia Tuesday. They got Live Music Thursday. It is patio season with all this great weather over here in the Pacific Northwest. And you can absolutely come hang out as long as you like. We are here to serve you beers and delicious food. Adela's Pizza, best pizza in all the Pacific Northwest. So huge thank you to them as our sponsors. And we are going to jump ahead into our conference realignment discussion with jamie oh i lied i lied no i'm looking at my notes and it says do not do that yet a couple of quick announcements for us make sure that tomorrow uh, our ncaa football podcast had to shift to tomorrow we've got trip uh, heading over to germany so he's going to be coming at you live from overseas uh, but i guarantee they're going to be talking conference realignment which we know is a huge impact on football so please make sure you check them out tomorrow um shay and i hate cats again because cats are stupid and they're awful uh, he popped on before I, he and I started talking with Jamie and he's like, bro, my cat just peed on our chair and I had to go completely get rid of it. And I was like, Hey, my cat just pooped on my bed. So yeah, it's been a really rough week for cats. So we don't like cat teams anymore. So if you don't see us posting about any Cougars or, you know, cat amounts, any mm-hmm. so they're back, back on the hate list. Uh, make sure you go check out our A10 preview article that is up on Mental Dimes. And if you didn't catch it last week, we met with Milani Wilkinson, and Shay broke down our interview with them in an article on Mental Dimes as well. And there we go. Now we are good to go. Let's bring on Jamie Malloy for Conference Realignment. What's up, everyone? We are bringing Jamie back in with us. If you uh, were watching a couple of weeks ago, we brought Jamie on to talk to us about some recruiting, but... The nice thing about Jamie is he's a multiple sports analyst. So he is actually going to come in and kind of chat with us a little bit more about the conference realignment, which as big a basketball fans as we are, we know is totally guided by football. So Mm -hmm. what we've decided to do for this lookout segment is come up with three teams each or three three things each. Number one is a team we think benefits from the moves that are happening right now, a team we think it's going to hurt. And then uh, our third is just kind of like, where do we think things are going from here? Because this is like a tectonic plate shifting mess mm. in all of college sports. So, um, Jamie, appreciate you coming on, man.
1: Thank you very much, Trevor. It's a good, uh, it's a pleasure to be on again and actually a uh, really good time to be on uh, with uh, you too, Shay. It was nice to uh, finally get to uh, yeah. see you in person too. I like your uh, background, your Final Four background.
2: <laughs> Nothing like yours, but it'll, it's uh, something. I like the Syracuse, uh,
0: fairly got going.
3: Thanks.
0: I feel very overwhelmed with, I, I don't have any Gonzaga, anything. And I have two Syracuse yeah. fans next to me. This is I'm so an like,
2: amazement by Jamie's background right now. So i mean, <laughs> I'm a Syracuse fan.
1: Okay. So, um, we're going to be doing, as Trevor mentioned, we're going to be doing, uh, a lookout segment, we're going to be talking about one team that'll benefit from some of the conference moves that have been going on as as you've, uh, or for those who don't know, uh, USC and UCLA are now deciding to move to the Big Ten from the Pac-12. So basically the narrative now is geography doesn't mean, mean as much anymore as winning and um, NIL getting recruits and talent. And traveling, it. which is what they do in the NFL, I think that's another reason to help college kids, um, at a young age learn what going on the roads like to a different environment. For sure. So one team that um I think is actually going to uh, benefit. This is kind of a wild card. Um, I'm probably the only one who talks about this team. No one's talked about him. They're a, a team from California, and I actually um saw them uh be used by um, a gamer on youtube named tnj i'm gonna be talking about long beach state i think Ooh, they'll move to the wow. pack 12.
0: that'd be a cool pickup for them so yeah. what makes you think what makes you think their uh pack 12 might absorb those guys
1: uh they've kind of been regulars in the tournament like they 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 play in um uh a a much smaller conference where they basically are in for the conference championship every year but they only get like the eighth or ninth seed because they play lesser competition and i think it would also help the state of california too because all the when you when you replace or when one two california teams leave one opens you lose usc and ucla to the big 10 you want to keep uh um californians happy with a team from that state in the pac 12 just like i mentioned you want to keep uh, texas happy the state of texas happy with houston going to um the big 12 and texas going to the sec and sure. um what team i think is gonna hurt might hurt them i think um i think ucla could really hurt from leaving the the Pac 12 because uh like I said, even though they've been struggling in the Pac 12, they've they've been a, a a national power. I mean for years when they had quarterbacks like Troy Aikman and and um but they've been dominating that conference and so leaving a conference where you're a national power and you're dominating these other teams and you're still getting all the blue chip recruits and go into the big 10 where ge- uh, ge- geographically it doesn't make sense Mm-mm. um no. it's crazy <laughs> but they're doing it uh, like i said ge- uh, geography and college sports doesn't matter anymore it's about money revenue and and talent
2: yeah i think that's a
0: Go, go for it jay sorry man
2: i think it's gonna be a huge step up basketball wise right now for ucla too because the big ten is trevor and i how many times have we talked about it? it's just a mess like there's so <laughs> many teams.
0: pick to win it nobody like they're all yeah. good they're all super good
2: it's a grind night-, night in night out like and maybe it'll help them seating wise and for the resume but Recently, the Pac-12 has really struggled. So UCLA, kind of, you know, UCLA, USC, Arizona really coasted through last year. Now you got to go play Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State. You know, the list goes on. So many good teams. So it's it's going to be a tough, especially as Jamie mentioned, traveling all over the all over the country. I mean, there's teams all the way over to Maryland. So it's going to be a lot of travel and a step up in um, competition from the Pac-12.
0: I think it's going to be really interesting anyone moving into either the Pac-12 or the SEC, which obviously those are big football moves. But for basketball, there's whatever conference you leave, you're literally walking into, I mean, a juggernaut. Like you all of a sudden have to play like seven really, really good teams that all make the tournament every year. I mean, what did the Big Ten have nine last year? year, (laughs) Now you're going to add three now you got ucla yeah. coming in and you have you know probably uh you know, you know a handful of other teams that are probably going to make a move into that conference here in the next who knows when yeah like and
2: obviously you like you said, it's driven by like football right now um so like for usc which has struggled you know in the last decade or so now you got to play ohio state and every, like there's no chance they're going to win the big in kind of football
1: they'll be so. they'll be i think they'll be on a, uh um I think they'll be resurrected with Lincoln Riley, though. I think that was a good hire.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Nice. And so, for you, Jamie, what do you think is going to be like another big? So you've got Long Beach State moving into the Pac-12. Yeah. Do you have any? Was there anyone else that was kind of on your radar, or like any other like conference shifting that you thought might be going on?
1: I had Boise State and San Diego State moving to the Pac-12 again. San Diego State got to keep the two Californias teams together and Boise States, a team that like not so much basketball, but football, I think they're, they're, they're ready for For power five competition. competition. They, they, they're a team that, that I want to see play in a power five conference because all the years, like 10 years ago, or, or they would always go 11 and one or fourth in the country. Yeah, or like top 10 in the country, but they wouldn't always get snubbed from a BCS bowl because they weren't in a BCS conference.
2: Sure, so remember the year they uh remember they
1: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State Black. Statue of
2: Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. I was just gonna say that who was, was years ago. But guess
1: who the offensive core? I, the offensive coordinator, ironically, for that team was Brian uh Harrison, the guy that they didn't that's mm-hmm. the head coach at uh. At, at auburn he called that he was the one who called the yeah. statue of liberty
2: maybe oklahoma then i think right mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah and uh, kellen moore fun yeah. fact yeah. Uh, was, he was,
2: they started they started rising right around that and i think they've been at that level for as jamie said a while now and i think they, they have can, they, they can they absolutely
3: have schools
0: for sure kellen moore who uh went on to be part of the Boise State Broncos, was in our same conference in high school and our team had oh, to here, play really? them in Yeah, we had to play them in football. He had a younger brother. It was it was bad. Wow. It was bad news. So anyways, we digress with <laughs> football. But still <laughs> it was it was crazy. Absolutely ridiculous. But um so Shay, did you want to jump in or do you want me to swing over and take over my three?
2: Um I'll jump in quick. Before it So I'll start out with a team that I think is going to benefit by transitioning to a new conference. And I'm going to go with Loyola, Chicago, Um, leaving the Missouri Valley to head the Atlantic 10. I think this one, they've really been on the radar the last five ever since that final four run. So they've proven they can handle elite competition when they get to the big dance, but it's kind of tough for them in the Missouri Valley to really create a resume that's worthy of a, of a nice seed. Like, even last year, they win 25 games. Um, if they would have lost the Missouri Valley Championship to Drake, they might not have gotten in because they won it and they still got a 10 seed. So they lose right. probably on an 11-12 line or first four out. So now them moving to the Atlantic 10, they're going to play better teams. They're going to play Dayton, St. Louis, Davidson, Richmond. So they have more opportunities for um, you know non or sorry key wins um, after non-conference because mm-hmm. like right now, they were really banking on a couple of key non-conference wins every year because Missouri Valley is only at one big league. And you get them, um, maybe you get a few more better wins each season. And I think their seating will improve. And, you know, it helps from a recruiting standpoint as well. You can kind of recruit better players knowing that you're going to be playing um, better competition night in and night out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shay, and uh, as Trevor mentioned, he's going, uh, he's giving his, uh, Yes. daughter snacks he said anytime anytime you see the screen do that uh yeah. that'll happen but uh really missing. but um yeah so like you mentioned the the basketball uh
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh conferences are crazy like you're gonna be literally in every good conference no matter where you move and they were talking about i was listening to locked on Syracuse podcast
3: oh yeah and, I've, I've listened to that a few times
1: yeah and they said that uh that Syracuse might go to uh, the Big Ten. That's if uh, wow. uh, if Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and North Carolina go to the SEC. Everything, mm-hmm. which that'd be crazy if they did go to the Big Big Ten because then they'd reunite with Rutgers. They would they would play North Eastern schools. But wouldn't it be funny if uh, in basketball, if, like or, or football that Syracuse went to the sec, just, just, just so they could keep yeah. playing Clemson and and Florida state and everything. And it had nothing to do. And like I said, the G the geography factor doesn't, yeah. doesn't make sense, but just to keep that, that, that camaraderie of those teams keep playing them every year.
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, quickly back to loyal Chicago, one more note, like, In the last five years, they've been to a Final Four, a Sweet 16. Um, Last year, they lost to Ohio State in the first round, but they made another tournament appearance. um, They haven't had better than a nine seed yet. So Atlantic 10, maybe they win 25 games in that conference or 25 games overall, and they go to, you know, the Atlantic 10 championship game or whatever. Maybe they can get up towards the six, seven, even five seed line.
0: Cross fingers for him. I feel like that's going to be a tall order. That's a, that's not going to be an easy conference to be
2: moving around in at all. I I think it's a a good multi-bid league, but it's, that's oof. I'm talking down the line. I don't think they'll compete right away for a championship in the Atlantic time this year, but two or three years from now, they're obviously going to recruit pretty well and rebuild. Um, so now what's next? Oh, team that is going to be hurt by, um, realignment. I'm going to go with Arizona. Um, just specifically losing UCLA and USC, there's, I mean, like I just said a little bit back, there's only three teams that made the tournament from the Pac-12 last year. Um, so talking basketball wise, Arizona's the only remaining team that made the tournament. So that I just feel like the Pac-12 as a whole is not going to have really any um, competition or like top tier teams. I mean, unless Oregon can get back on the map in the next year or two. Um, they keep I'll- losing their commits. God. Yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. So, so between Oregon and Colorado, those might be the two biggest challengers to Arizona in the near future, basketball wise. So that's not the same as the UCLA or USC. Um, and I think Tommy Lloyd's building something special down there. Just what he did in his, you know, just last year when nobody—they weren't even a top twenty-five team coming into the uh, preseason. He's like the
0: international recruiting king of the world. That yes. guy is just on a different level.
2: Yeah, so I think they're they're probably going to be hurt. And the whole Pac-12 is really just, I don't know how they recover right away. I actually
0: don't think, I'll, and I'll explain it in a minute, but um, when we were talking about teams that move, I'm going to go with a lot of them because I don't think that the Pac-12 is going to be able to stay together at some yeah. point. I think they're going to, which I a lot of people are suggesting, you know, bring in some, you know, Long Beach Day bring in some mountain West teams like Boise or San Diego but I think it's gonna be a a total shift because even if you bring them in like you're still not like you said it's gonna be
2: Arizona and I think the only way they could recover is bring in Gonzaga but it's just the logistics around it without having a football program it's I don't know if it makes sense in the long run for that yeah. Balls.
0: If this will be the first time, I think that that rumor actually has some legs to it. Like it happens every year, everyone's like, "Due to the Pac-12," and it's like, no, they're not going anywhere. But this, I I think I read an ESPN article recently. They're like, "I'm at least giving Gonzaga a call and saying, please consider." Like, if I'm a Pac-12 admin,
2: so yeah. Yeah, But um, I think I agree with Jamie. San Diego State would make sense because they're right in California. They're they've been nationally relevant for decades. You know, you got. Teams they've had Kawhi Leonard. They've been in mm-hmm. the 316 Sixteen a handful of times in the last ten or fifteen years. So bringing a program like that that's going to be nationally relevant year in and year out could help, um, you know, alleviate the pain a little bit. Sure. I think
0: yeah. I think that's probably the move. Is there anyone else that was on your radar that you're like that's going to be a big shift or anything?
2: I kind of had a lot of the Mountain West teams banking off of Jamie: San Diego State, Boise State, maybe even. Colorado State, um, Nevada, somebody out West that's not a true mid-major and has some, you know, Mountain West is a really – they had more teams in the tournament than the Pac-12 last year, so they've got some some teams that could help improve the Pac-12 without UCLA and USC.
0: For sure. I actually even heard – and this was – I always thought was interesting because in big shifts like this, it's obviously going to have a lot of mid-majors taking a hit because – Let's say the Pac-12 does bring in two Mountain West teams in Boise State and San Diego. Like, who else is left? There's Wyoming right now that's Great very home. good.
2: They weren't I good mean, the last 10 years before last year. I, I mean, imagine that
3: shift.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I imagine that shift causes the Mountain West then to dissipate and have to find homes elsewhere also, and they're probably yeah. going to have to combine into different conferences. And same thing, honestly, for Gonzaga. I mean, you take them away from the WCC, which St. Mary's is, is solid. Usually, yeah. but everyone else is kind of a wild card now that BYU is out of the out of the conference. So it's like, if by making these moves, I think there's this inevitable. The mid majors are going to slowly start deteriorating, yeah. which kind of which sucks. I I like the fact that we have mid majors in the way that it is, but I think
2: it's coming. That was my other question for you guys. What do you think about St. Mary's in the future? Do you think they maybe go somewhere else?
1: Hmm. I think they could, book. But- what I want to talk about is um, for uh, uh, you know what I think is actually going to uh, benefit from all these conferences. Who's that? NIL and transfer portal because I think uh, God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because,
1: because I'm talking. I'm I'm debating kind of like in my head a little bit. Do the con? Do the strength of conferences and the Power Five dynamic do they really matter as they did 10 years ago? Because now you have NIL and transfer portal where even the smaller schools, not so much with NIL, but the smaller schools can equally get power five transfers as yeah. as a, a power school can, or um, Syracuse could pay um, a, name, a bunch of money in name imaging likeness as much as Alabama can in football despite the recruiting differences and stuff
0: sure absolutely yeah. that's
2: a good point
0: one moment sweetie
3: <laughs> yeah right, don't look at,
2: um just look at a team like western kentucky they brought in two five stars in the transfer portal this year one kentucky guy and one indiana guy christian lander
3: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah the mid-majors are definitely benefiting There, i mean there's two sides to the argument um goodman major players are moving up to play in the power conference but also mid-majors are getting guys from power conferences that wouldn't have gone there five ten years ago so it, it works out mm-hmm. both ways
0: for sure mm-hmm. that and that is one thing we talked about in here too is like while the, you know with nil and the transfer portal i mean Amani bates just went to a oh, yeah. very low mid major <laughs> like i mean
3: but their, their
1: head coach is a four i is i think he's still there i can I can check i think uh, rob murphy is uh still yes. coaching there he was a Bayheim mm-hmm. assistant
2: yeah smart. Like, smart that's crazy he didn't even pick like one of the top five teams in the mac like you got toledo know. ohio akron like no he's going to eastern michigan that's i just, love it i'm still loving it. it
0: chaos absolutely yeah. speaking of chaos by the way i don't know if you guys saw this this is nothing to do with college stuff but uh baker mayfield to the panthers it's happening happening so um i think
2: he's going to the seahawks but
0: don't i as a seahawks fan i don't even want to hear that i am i think they can
1: win with drew lock i'm the only one who still thinks they. like i'll uh, support like there's a reason why Pete carroll or their their gm they they didn't they didn't really hesitate to take a quarterback because they they think okay we're gonna rebuild our our legion of boom defense and if they think they can win with with Drew Locke, why did they have to take a quarterback? They didn't really have to.
0: I'll support it and I will subscribe. Thought, we can we need to have our own what which at some point I think Aaron Current's gonna jump in with an NFL podcast coming soon, which by the way, today I believe we have our NCAA football podcast. Please make sure you go check that out. I guarantee they're talking conference realignment right now. Oh, nice. Um but uh, I'll go ahead and jump in with my three real quick just to make sure I got it cleared before my kid asked for 100 more snacks. But uh, Which, by the way, this is like podcasting like startup right here. Like, hey, he's got to yeah. go help his kid for stuff. <laughs> one day yeah. we'll have a studio. <laughs> but um, one team I think that's really um, going to benefit from this right now. So let's assume that the Pac-12 does absorb some of those Mountain West teams, I think you're going to get a team like Oregon that thrives because of that, because they're going to sit atop that conference when you have, or excuse me, Oregon and um, even Arizona state. I think both of them, when you get rid of, you know, UCLA and USC, that just vaults up that next tier, you know, level teams like Oregon and USC that or excuse me, Oregon and Arizona state that have kind of hovered around that middle um, I think it just puts them in contention up with Arizona to potentially take the conference and the conference championships. Which again, I don't, I don't even know if that's what's going to happen in the Pac-12. But should they absorb those Mountain West teams, yeah. that's what I think is going to thrive in that well, situation. like
2: Washington that's been irrelevant for a while now. They need Absolutely, to start making a push towards the top again.
0: Especially if there's rumor, and actually, I'll just jump straight to where I think is going to, you know, move next. I'll, I'll go back to who I think it this hurts, but. Um, I, there's a lot of rumor that Washington and Oregon were both already in talks with moving to the big 10 had something to do with contracts or media or something that has prevented them from doing so because I mean, they're, they are legit football schools. I think Oregon is even an sec type football school. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, you send U dub over to big 10. I mean, they're competing with Nebraska, maybe at the bottom, which no knock on the Huskers, by the way. I do love basketball, it, but basketball, basketball? It, yeah, yeah basketball is not pretty. So, yeah. but um, then and
1: you I, can, uh, sorry, no, go for it. But then you can, uh, you could bring, uh, Syracuse to the big 10 and then you have Bay, uh, uh, going up against Hopkins, uh, I was against gonna Hopkins.
3: That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that'd be yeah. cool. There's a lot, I feel like there are a lot of cool changes that, you know, I, I, it's just cool to speculate on what's probably going to happen here because then you'll get cool coaching matchups. You just get cool storylines that get yeah, out of it.
2: it. Um, so Hopkins went over there. I remember I thought they were going to be really good because he, he actually, there's quite a few guys, I think that decommitted from Syracuse to follow him out there. Mm-hmm. And they just, I don't feel like it never panned out. There's a guy from my area from Wright. right. Um, he's from Albany, New York. You're forgetting
1: he, the big fish of uh of washington
2: who's that
1: isaiah stewart
2: oh yeah isaiah stewart. at least he went to the nba but uh um, <laughs> like amir right i think he was like a top five recruit in the whole state of new york and like top 100 espn and he went out there i don't think he ever really did much
0: didn't pan out yeah
2: but he probably would have i feel like he could have stayed at syracuse um in state i mean that's an hour and a half from albany and then he went to Washington. I think, actually, he played for North Texas last year. He transferred to the Mean Green, and he didn't even start on them. And he was a former Top 100 recruit. Dang. Yeah. Wow.
0: Recruiting stars. Very interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, but he was, like, a big, big name over here, high school-wise. Wild. Oh Yeah. So
0: I'll throw in my last uh, team that I think it's going to probably hurt the most. And I think that I'm going to go ahead and agree with these guys that any team that's going into the Big Ten. I don't think you're going to find a single team, you know, in the country right now that's in, that's in talks with potentially moving. I don't care if it's Oregon, UW, UCLA, USC, um, any team that goes into that Big Ten right now is going to get. I mean, you're just getting thrown into the mix. So whether you were elite in your conference before or not, it doesn't mean anything going up against those guys in your. I mean, your regular season like that is that would be brutal. Look at someone like I think you have like eight teams in the Pac-12 right now that if UCLA is still in, they're probably going to get wins from them. Yes. And then if you roll into the big 10, I can name four that aren't that you could. I mean, even that it's like, you can't really take a net off. Look like like
2: the spoiled Wisconsin's big 10 regular season title last year. So there's no easy, games.
0: no cream puffs at yes. all. <laughs> like, I, and I think that in the end, what's going to happen with the rest of the Pac-12 or yeah. So we have that big move from the Pac-12, but I think ultimately Even the Pac 12, no matter where the rest of those guys go, should the Pac 12 get absorbed by like the Big 12, which I think is a a very possible reality if the Big 12 wants to stay relevant, especially after bringing in, you know, they bring in Houston too. So let's say the Pac 12 gets absorbed, or what's left gets absorbed down into the Big 12. Arizona is really the only team I look at and go, yeah, you could probably handle hanging out with Baylor all day long. Like, all of a sudden, you have, these top-level, top-tier teams that are going to be top seeds in the tournament that you have to face on the regular, it's going to be brutal.
2: For sure. <laughs> Definitely. It's its just so interesting. We could go a million ways with this. Like, this team could go here. This team could, you know, go that way. Um, what would it look like if these teams followed UCLA and USC to the Big Ten? Like, it's just a million things to speculate upon.
0: And I think, Shay, you mentioned it. And, Jamie, you might be able to chime in on your thoughts on this one. Uh, eventually, I think a lot of experts are predicting that money-wise and just, I guess, making sense logistically, we're probably heading into a giant, massive two-major conference world where we've got the Big Ten full of teams and we've got the SEC yeah. full of teams. I would um, mean there's
2: like 20 to 25 teams in each. The near, not near, I don't know, near future, maybe five, ten years down the road. Sure. Jamie, thoughts?
1: Yeah, that means there would only be a power two, two, uh, two comrades, but that, that, that'll really be, be crazy. It'll almost be like the, it'll almost be like, uh, the NBA or, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a minor league edition of the NBA, almost like the G League, except it's still amateur.
0: Sure. And I was even reading at some point, I know that the NCAA tournament and the next, I think they're the contract with CBS in the tournament and the way that it functions is up in 10 years. I think it's 2032. Um, There are some people on like even CBS sports and they're like, this is major speculation. But like at some point in the next 10 years, should those alignments happen when we have these two big, huge leagues? It would, I mean, could it happen that they're trying to readjust how the tournament works? Is it going to be, an SEC postseason versus a Big Ten postseason, and then we bring them together for like a mini tournament, like kind of like college, almost even college football playoffs, sort of. Um, they leave
2: the years out. I'm I'm done watching college basketball. Yeah, but
0: I I don't think I I personally don't think the tournament will get switched up. There's too much it's, sports. Yeah, that's what makes that,
3: the
0: <laughs> so great, all the parody. So I I just think it's really interesting to see like looking down the road now. I woof it's landscape shifting again but now i think it's really starting to shift into a much
2: smaller version of conferences with those big power two so yeah so, so i'll ask you both ask this question to both of you so say we got to that point where it's 20 to 25 teams in the sec and then same for the big 10 um there's there's got to be like 50 to 60 right now power conference schools between the five um conferences that would leave some of them out so i'm guessing some of them might go the mid-major route or go to the, down to the mountain you know what i mean so, yeah so how do you think that would look like if there's 20 teams in each that means 10 to 15 teams would be left out of those two so they got to transition somewhere else what do you think about that
0: poof jamie do you want to jump in
1: yeah but first of all we actually uh uh mental dimes uh has some breaking news for you uh cleveland browns have traded Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 conditional fifth round draft
3: pick
0: that's what it went wow. for a so it became official I saw like just the trade rumor but that rumor but that is number one overall pick for a
2: fifth rounder
1: <laughs> I in love it in two years
0: I love it
2: that's brutal ouch
0: sorry Baker. yeah but
1: get Jacoby you know, you know what though. I mean, I think uh, uh, they got Jacoby Brissett, and I saw Cleveland's schedule, and based on their schedule, I actually think they could win eight or nine to ten games. They can win as many games as they did last year with with Jacoby Brissett, and because they Back had Baker Brissett baby. Last He's good.
2: <laughs> awesome, yeah. 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 He's on the radar for sure, and. He I didn't saw play,
1: this. Jacoby said There's a reason why he was a, uh, one of Brady's backups. I mean, he learned from him, and he's shown he did okay with the Colts. I mean, he's a game manager, you know.
2: Sure. Yeah. I saw this thing. It was like having – this was before the trade, obviously. This picture of Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield is like side-by-side. Side. said – Cleveland Browns having two starting quarterbacks that neither of them will be able to start for Week One is the most Brownsian thing of all time.
0: It is very Cleveland. <laughs> like, like it's just when Cleveland they were is. like
2: starting to pop back on the scene, people were like, yeah.
0: "No, Cleveland's getting it going." It's like, "No,
2: no, 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 don't nope. worry, <laughs> neither will be. But um, just to finish this segment up quick with that question, like, say there was forty teams between the SEC and Big Ten, um, that leaves maybe the bottom teams out, like Nebraska Would Nebraska be in either of them or would they go down to a lower level like
0: I think it would totally depend on how their football team does too. I think if I mean obviously from a basketball standpoint that would make total sense. Yes. Um I also like you know what would be cool if we had and this will never happen because it's money. If there was like a relegation process like if you had the two big leagues and then all of a sudden the mid-majors that were left are competing and if you're at the yes. top then you can That's roll. what all the
1: YouTube gamers do uh- yeah. NCAA football 14 dynasty i've watched the relegation league it's,
0: it's a cool idea i don't really again I, money wise i don't think that will ever ever right. happen but yes. um yeah i think at some point you're gonna have a team yeah so nebraska i think is easy their football team won't allow them to drop but by any means but
2: um, Basically, i'm asking like the the worst teams from each conference now, like Vanderbilt isn't relevant in football or basketball. Sure. So like, would they stay in the sec or would they transition to, cause like, why are they going to want to compete with 20 top tier teams?
0: At some point I bet. Out. yeah, yeah I, I bet at some point what's going to end up happening is you're going to get like the sec either bullying them out and saying like, look, if you want to be a part of this money share that we have money here, Like you're going to have to start competing or become a little bit more relevant, or it'll be like Vanderbilt just hangs on to the, whatever contract they can with the sec for as long as they can. (laughs) And then, but yeah, I can totally see them, you know, end up having to drop out almost. uh, Cause I mean, no one, I don't know how much you want to go watch a team lose to every really, really good team all year long, but some diehard fans will be there, but I think you lose some fandom in that.
2: I also just don't see a world where there's no ACC. Like with Duke and UNC, where would they go? Would they go to the big? Don't have to go. If they don't, yeah, it
0: would make sense, but I bet they end up with like the Big 10. And if they don't go as a package deal, that's another problem with this. This Is like, okay, I think even Joe Settle wrote this um, about his conference alignment on mental dimes, where it's like, you're never going to have UCLA becoming rivals against the, you know, Nittany Lions. Like, it's not going to happen. And a lot, like, you have, like, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are going to be in different conferences. Like, that makes no sense. but yeah,
3: exactly. So
0: that, it takes away from kind of the old school, like, rivalry piece of it, but I think we're in a new era of transfer portals and NIL and free agency that this is just kind of the new... Now we have a conference
2: transfer portal. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You got conference people just dealing in the back, like, I will trade you a Nebraska (laughs) for... (laughs) A conditional fifth round pick. in, in Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. What about Pittsburgh? Ooh, that'd be an interesting...
2: They're decent in football, but not really basketball right now. <laughs> not at all. Yeah.
0: I, I really think it's yeah going to end up being all about what money situation do you have? What's your football team like? What media rights can you get? Um, it's just, I don't know. In the meantime, I think basketball is just going to be super in flux for a while. Yeah. And it, it'll be interesting to see in the next coming months, like what's going to happen to the, I, I know the PAC 12 is kind of on everyone's radars right now, but I think whatever happens to the PAC 12 here in the next year is going to have a major impact on a lot of different conferences and how that ends up playing out. So if they don't go to the big 12, all of a sudden the big 12 is like, they're the little man next to the big 10 and sec. And are they on the chopping
2: block to get absorbed? I don't That's know. a good question. And Jamie, what's what would your hope be for the future of Syracuse?
1: My hope would be stay in the ACC right now. Uh, focus on this season with some of the transfers they got coming in. Hopefully, Garrett Schrader develops this year. They they go six seven wins. They make a bowl game, and if they do lose Clemson and Florida State and Miami to the SEC, I would either um uh go there or i would hopefully hope that duke would go to the big 10 so then and washington so then they can have uh they Um, could still play duke every year in basketball and then play hop hopkins um every year
0: it could happen it could totally happen but all right yeah I think on that note, we'll go ahead and, uh, try and wrap this up really quickly. But, um, Jamie, thank you again for coming on I me. Mean, I know we, we kind of went all over the board. We got a little bit of football. We got a little bit of pro football, even with some Baker talk, but, mm-hmm. um, I just some baseball. I was, yeah, baseball. I feel like is just like, it's, it's doing its own thing. It's, it's, yeah, you can, <laughs> but, uh, I appreciate you guys also, uh, me running back and forth to my kid over here so she's good we no, made it no we were problem. Doing nice
1: meeting you Shay. it was a pleasure to <laughs> meet you you uh you you did a good job you uh, you, you compliment uh trevor nicely very well
2: thank you jamie nice to meet you too for sure yeah no problem
0: he, he does he's like a really like lesser good looking version than me which is really helpful <laughs> so it's nice to have uh, okay <laughs> here <it>. we go <laughs> i did but
1: thanks for having me on again guys i appreciate it of course
0: jamie thank you man i appreciate you dude all right <laughs> have a good one see ya and then for us so again big thanks to jamie for coming on mm-hmm.
3: you want to try and knock out this uh elite eight to finish eight. up Yeah. All right. And just before we jump into this Elite Eight, wanted to say big thank you to our sponsors
0: at Lookout Cafe. So that was our Lookout segment. It got a little, little mess. Usually it's a little bit more clear cut exactly what we are looking out for. But in this case, for our conference realignment, big thank you to Lookout Cafe for sponsoring us um, over at Lake George at Fort William Henry Hotel. Um, Again, awesome place. According to Shay, he's uh, been the guy who's, who's driven them to us, which has been really awesome one of the best views in all the South side shoreline of Lake George It is Jay claims. They've got some of the best like frozen daiquiris, frozen margaritas, um, full bar. Shay's there. If you ever want to show up and be like, Hey, I watch you on your YouTube stuff. Um, but they bring you some of the best food, uh, whether it's nachos to, you know, whatever it may be, whatever it is that you want and to go catch a great view over at Lake George. Huge. Thank you to lookout cafe for sponsoring us and for always sponsoring our lookout segment just wanted to make sure that we jumped in and appreciated them for a minute and here coming at you is our elite eight basketball drills All right First so up,
2: you got a lot of a viewers know what you did last night can we get that on the can we get that video on
0: i i promise to we'll say to either finish up the i may even just have it start the episode instead of doing our typical song so Shay last week beats me in the elite eight, July four things. And I had to sing out loud the national anthem in public. And that my friends was terrifying. (laughs) So I elected to sing it at Adelos and I chose our trivia night. I was like, it's busy. You know what? That's part of the punishment. I'm working it. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. It's going to be good. And then come to find out the business next door to us closes down. So we got all of their full packed house, not a single seat open, and I uh, got on the mic, belted it, and the entire bar sang with me and made it. And what was going to be a very embarrassing, awkward moment became actually pretty cool. <laughs> so I will definitely yeah. be sure to post the video. But, oh, my God. I'm glad you, talk you about. lost
2: that. I'm glad you lost <laughs> because my work doesn't even have a microphone. So I don't know how I would have You're just belting it out loud on the deck, just cappella. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. So... <laughs> This week, uh, we haven't come up with a punishment quite yet, but we absolutely will. Um, we are gonna run through I'm getting my list set up here, our elite eight basketball drills, and we'll make it a relatively quick one. But we also have decided we're gonna go back to doing snake. Um yes. Shea Soul crushed me last week. So I was like, you know what? You'll get the, the benefit of the snake this week, but we're just gonna make that an official.
2: I think I have a punishment.
0: What's a good what do you got?
2: So we're this week's Elite Eight segment is going to be top basketball drills. I say loser has to film themselves running two suicides in a row. Oh, God. Nonstop. No, oh, God.
0: I don't. Just like dead sprint suicides. Yeah. Yeah. All up it. All up it. You want to do three? Four. Four in a row. That's going to suck.
2: Oh, my God.
0: We, we can just cut the clip and make the clip smaller, but there will okay. be
2: four. Wow sprint
3: suicides
2: that's tough because i don't i mean you can do it you have access to a gym i'm gonna be running outside on the outdoor court in the sun (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna die all right
0: four suicides i'm in for that i'll support that this is like what i what i do with my my players all the time is like i i negotiate so we'll be like "Mm, three suicides but if you hit this three-pointer two and a half so, two and a half though. <laughs> all right four suicides on the deal i'm getting my list here i am going to start so again basketball drills i'll even type it up here <laughs> can you hear her in the background by the way a little bit yeah <laughs> a little bit yes you can by the way again this is startup podcasting for it's better Shatter. than when my dog was freaking out it's fine it's fine Elite eight basketball drills. I'm going to start off. This is uh, my favorite drill. I wasn't even good at it by any means. I actually played it this morning, ironically, but we're going to do, we'll go with one-on-one rollout king of the court. Just one V one cool. straight. Like it was my favorite thing in the world. I, I was like the shortest on the team. And I mm-hmm. was just like, I can't wait to defend you. Cause I probably wasn't going to get the ball. But if I, if I scored on you, that was your fault, but I would love to, to try and lock you down. So you,
2: um, when you do that, is it, a two dribble max or you guys just
0: kind of depends, but yeah, I, we definitely yeah. limit the amount of dribbling you can do. Otherwise yeah. kids will just be
2: when stepping. I played in college, like after practice, like me and you guys, it would definitely be a two dribble thing, which makes it a lot tougher. It's that's infinitely harder. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but that's, that's definitely, I think I would have taken that first too. Um I'm going to go with uh 11 man, which is how I refer to it. But you said you kind of, you and your players call it the UCLA drill yes so
0: shane and i have talked about this a time or two before but this is actually you might win alone
2: yes you can (laughs) you you might win alone on this one so you said with your players i kind of everyone love this drill because first off from a coaching perspective you're kind of doing a little conditioning because you're going up and down right and then it's much more fun than just running sprints because there's actually basketball involved but um for anyone that doesn't know, eleven man, you're basically going three on two um, up and down the court. So say I had the ball, I'm gonna dribble up. Um, Trevor's leaving again. Um, kind of gonna attack the middle of the floor. There's a guy on each wing, and then defenders. You have um, a guy at the top of the key and one in the paint. Guy at the top of the key takes ball. Um, the second defender is ready to help either way. Whichever after the first pass, and then. Um, shot goes up, you get a rebound. Outlet it. There's an outlet on each side of the court, like on the sideline. They come in, call outlet, pass it to them, and you kind of form the same thing. Go three on two back the other way. And it's just a continuous, continuous cycle. And it's fun, it's competitive, and you get a little conditioning in. And you
0: keep, keep going, by the way. I'm. Oh, well, yeah, that was. That was.
2: Two seconds. You're good, man. I- <clears throat> um, I'll wait till he gets back.
3: Whenever that is. Oh man. How was that? We've got like snack needs. We
0: got juice needs. We got, I'm going to the bathroom. I need help. Neat. So, you know, just the typical things, the typical around. podcasting things. Yeah. She's getting it done. It. <laughs> so you've got Coach. UCLA, which yep. I think is if, for man. any basketball player who knows what UCLA or 11 man is like, they're going to know it yeah. immediately. They're going to be like, that's the drill.
2: That's where yep. it's at. That was a good pick. Um, then I'll shift um, shift sides to the defensive end of the floor. I like the shell drill with my second pick. Ah, that's a good pick. This one coaches love nervous. to install because especially defensive minded coaches, which I know you're all about. You're never loved defense wins championship so shell drill
0: if you want to
2: explain it i'll let you not. sure
0: so you just take your uh you can either make it you know three people four people whatever but you take your five around the arc of the three-point line you got mm-hmm. five uh inside and you've got five passers on the outside and all they're doing is the passers are just yes. rotating yes. back and forth to each other and forcing the five guys yeah got to adjust your defense so if i'm on you know, one side of court and it gets past the other, I need to sprint to help side and be prepared to be in help just getting that habit and that memory yeah. Yeah,
2: muscle work communication on the defense end as well. Yeah. Like the ball a help side. So that one's very um, useful for uh, defense. What do, what do you know? got? Um so shell drill was on
0: my list. Um, UCLA was absolutely on my list, which when you said eleven man, at first I was like, I like what is not that? talking about the, and then you're you talking about it. that was a good pick. I think you're going to get all my basketball players choosing you because of that one. Absolutely. That was good.
2: I also I always refer to UCLA's as suicides. They're oh, crazy. interesting. So same thing.
0: East Coast, West Coast stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. are you? Yeah, we. I think what maybe it's because West Coast likes UCLA, East Coast probably doesn't like. I was UCLA just going to say, like
2: <laughs> your best dream is UCLA. When I hear the term UCLA, I'm thinking of suicides. <laughs> that sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so my next two in line uh i like this one just because people people know it and it's a good quick competitive move and it's like you got to get running a little bit you do three man weave down the court and then it's two on one back and so you're sprinting back and you're trying to figure yeah. out how can you stretch the court a little bit make the passes get a land and there's no it's it's land or bust like you're not gonna do a step back three unless it's i mean yeah we're, unless you allow it, but usually it's like, you're, I need you to drive, drive and dish and you got to figure it out. So how do you, how do you run that? Is it the guy that makes the pass for the layup runs back on D or the guy that actually. Guy that scores. So, so, but what we'll make the other guys do is we'll make them take it out of bounds. So they're not just already chucking it down the court or anything like that. We'll, we'll use honor system. (laughs) Be good. Be good. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then the next one, uh, I do love this. This is probably the next thing my kids always want to do outside of UCLA. Five on five scrimmage, like let's go, coach. Like team us up. You yeah. played a fi- even. We'll we'll do like offensive five on five. First team to five doesn't have to run. We'll do defensive stops to five. All right, it's five on five. Love the scrimmage time. It's great. Yeah,
2: that might win it alone right there.
0: It's not a bad one. It'll do. But so that's your. What, what do you have left? Because I feel like my list dwindles very quickly here.
2: Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, you you went in with a scrimmage. I don't know. <laughs> I know, which is huh. like. <laughs> I don't know if the drills we're teaching over on the West Coast, but... Uh,
0: <laughs> we just run scrimmages all day. It's why the Pac-12 hasn't had anyone in the championship in a while. It's fine. This one isn't really
2: fun, but I think it's pretty common, popular, any part of the world. Uh, the mic and drill. Which yeah, yeah. Is, of course, yeah, yeah. Fundamentals, using both hands. Yep. Um, it's how you use, learn to use your offhand. Your um, righty. Really <laughs> Even if you don't like the mic and drill, you appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's George Mikan. He goes way yeah. back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I'll close it out quickly. Since you use a scrimmage, I'm just going to use something that's technically not a mm-hmm. yeah. I like working on my and sh- traps and shoot. Oh, that's a good... Oh, I didn't right. even have that on my list. That's you good. You need a teammate or nothing. You just set the gun up. You can shoot for hours. I don't on rebounder, be in the gym. I, I used to... Hey. Seven hundred fifty, a thousand shots in one sitting. I was just gonna say, like, and you can just do that all day. It's like awesome. the thing you want to do. You can also set the time in between passes. Um, you know how many balls you want in the in the net. So you're kind of you can change up the speed of um, what you're practicing on. If you're going off the dribble, you know you set it from two or three seconds in between to five. But really, you can do anything with a shooting gun. You don't need... You can just do a shooting gun, empty gym, and you're all set. <sighs> that was a good pick. I didn't even have that on my radar, but that was actually a really smart pick. Well, I wasn't going to use it, but you had to use a scrimmage. That's
0: not a <laughs> I did use which I'm like, what do my players like to do the most in practice? That's basically <laughs> what this is. Because 90% of the stuff I do, they're like, God, this is hard. I hate this. This is so this is so much running. I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, shocker. <laughs>
2: Running while playing is so much better than just running sprints with no ball involved.
0: I'll I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. give me a ball, and I, I'm I'm down to sprint and to sprint. do all that for you. But I'm gonna close out, and this is again gonna be one of those where it's like, what do my players enjoy doing the most? Um, so every time that we have pregame, like a like a pregame practice the day before, um, I always have them start instead of doing our typical warm up, which is really fast pace and cruising. I'll let them do their pregame warm ups, and that mm-hmm. is my drill. For them is pregame yeah, up. so this is this goes one of two ways first of all it's like you you do your lands you do your three on two you do your blah 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 whatever but i typically i can see this every once in a while going very poorly where it's like they take it too lackadaisically like they're just chucking alley oops to each other at some point yeah. and i have to like yell at them be like no like we're taking it seriously we're running like but yeah. i still it's it's nice to have like the big game tomorrow we're going to spend most of practice like game planning as opposed to being, you know, in sprint and stuff. So it's just like a nice low key version of practice to get you going. I like that. We bump so, and warm up
2: music during too. Oh, if we yeah. can, absolutely. Yeah.
0: For sure. Okay. <laughs> All the sick beats. I get on the mic now. Oh, American yeah. Idol over here. So.
2: In the national anthem during the- <laughs> I That's <laughs> every warm up. <laughs> hit the national anthem real quick. <laughs> uh, that's how we're going to warm up our uh, podcast. From here on out, I'm just going to sing us <laughs> off. We're just going to plug your national anthem in to start every podcast. <laughs>
0: oh, man. I laugh. I laugh. Uh, well, a good, quick, it'll be a much quicker episode this week with that holiday stuff. But, um, again, if you didn't know, Shay and I are bartenders on the side. and holiday weekends, whew, a little hectic for us. But we made, made billions of dollars. Billions. So. Now we're gonna be just NILing high profile players onto our podcast. It's gonna be great. I don't think that's how it works. uh that would be nice. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day, one day. But yeah. all right, man. Uh, I will definitely get the graphics set up and I will post this up on social media. So again, best basketball drills, um, losers running for
2: suicides in a row, no break in between oh, and running, son. running, not jogging like if I
0: if I lose, I will I'll put in the it's going to be like a guy with dad bods running them but it's it will be it will be ran I have, we have at a this timer point
2: too? i'd say um
0: uh, don't put a timer on minute me. a oh, minute and
2: a half <laughs> Manhattan. And you don't you dare a minute and a half how about it, this you got to re-record re- it
0: no i will try for a minute and a half but if i don't make it in a minute and a half um i will just go throw up in a trash can That's so like, how about that
2: 20 seconds over 20 means
0: not, have, you have not seen me run <laughs> I did now we'll we'll uh, we'll figure out maybe I'll go do some test runs and we'll see how fast how much time I'm going to need yeah. so, Or
2: we <laughs> shoot for three suicides in one minute
0: I'll buy that I'll
2: do that three, three suicides in one minute,
0: minute? yeah
2: okay.
0: yeah I, I say that like I'm going to be able to pull that off but I'll do that all right three suicides in a minute
2: oh Jesus Christ cool. God. you probably oh, yes. have like
0: deer legs over there
2: are we going to go like an official suicide, each one, like, you know, quarter court, half court, full, court, or three quarter court, full court? Or do you want to do like three in a row from quarter court, three from half? So you're kind of just in a rhythm. Or do you want to like just full meal deal? Like, Okay.
0: Oh, baby. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Why, why don't we do this? Why don't we start doing <laughs>
2: awards? Ah, oh, we need to figure this <laughs> out. What are we doing? But maybe, maybe next, we need some like input from our followers of something.
0: If you got something, please feel free, tweet us, text us. I don't even care. Comment on YouTube. Let us know. Because we are, give us some good stuff, like good happy things too. Like, hey, mm-hmm. Shay asked to buy Trevor a beer.
2: That yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> That's better than running
3: suicide.
2: Yeah. By the way, we never got this video from Zach of the triple shot. That's right. Yeah. Yes, uh,
3: after we get off, i am be
2: honest. i am be honest case today. Be like, hey, remember that one
0: time? Zach, when we were your best employees ever and you just denied us.
3: Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in and joining us. Big thanks to all our sponsors, uh, Adelos, to look out to Players Inc. We appreciate you all. Icona uh, Ice as well.
3: Um, and we will catch you again next week. And I was trying to wrap up the episode right there in that
0: recording, but I did want to give, uh, take a moment to give a shout out to Players Inc., especially while we're on the YouTube channel. Um, another major sponsor of ours, Players Inc., NIL company, uh, quickly growing out of Baton Rouge. Uh, if you follow him on any of his Instagram, uh, Jordan has accessed a ton of players that he just pulled in, a couple of football players out of Colorado, and a, I want to say Texas Tech as well. So he is... Um, a vastly quickly expanding NAL company that is set on um, creating really cool merch for players. So if you are on our YouTube channel right now, you can see um, kind of a, a list of things that he is putting out right now. He has some really, really cool stuff. Shay and I are looking to grab a couple of jerseys from him as well. But um, he's been, done a really awesome job of lining up some interviews with us and partnering with us here at Adela, or er, at Adela, me, or, sorry, at Mental Dimes. Um, And so we just wanted to give a moment to say a big thank you to Players Inc. for all that they have done for us. You can go follow them. They are at Players Inc. underscore. That is now on Twitter as well. So he has just jumped onto Twitter, um, but he mostly features his stuff on Instagram. So make sure that you please, please go check their stuff out at Players Inc and that, my friends, is going to wrap it up for the week. Again, a quick episode for us. You can always find us. uh, This should be uploaded to uh, Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, wherever we get all of your podcast stuff uh, here in the next day, and so if you don't find, or if you didn't join us live here on the YouTube channel, you can still have a chance to listen to Shay and I, uh, and you don't have to look at our faces to do that, so that's always kind of nice, but Uh, Again, big thank you. Always check out mentaldimes.com. Check out our NCAA football podcast coming at you tomorrow. Probably talking some conference realignment as well. And have a fantastic week. We will catch you next Thursday.